This is Emerging Daily with Charlton Scott Fisher. Scott is the founder and leader of Emerge Nashville, a spiritual refuge that's an evolving ministry expressing radical grace every day. Emerge is supported 100% by listeners like you. To make your tax-deductible gift and to learn more about Emerge, visit EmergeNashville.org or email EmergeNashville at gmail.com. We hope this program will help you to emerge as pure gold and to steer you to put love into action. Hey, welcome to the Emerging Daily Podcast. I'm Scott Fisher. I appreciate you joining us. And as I say every time, I hope that this podcast is a blessing to you and that it's helping you in some way to grow a little bit spiritually and to walk a little bit more in love every day. You know, I've been thinking today about how that uh, every one of us needs somebody we can talk to. You know, we did uh, an episode a few days ago about, it was called, What Does It Mean to Be Spiritual? And this will sort of go along with that. So if you have not listened to that one, please go back and listen to it. But in Galatians chapter 6, Paul says, and I'm paraphrasing, that if you see somebody overtaken in a fault, those that were spiritual should help restore him or her in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself lest you also be tempted. And then he says in verse 2 that we should each bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. You know, we talk a whole lot on here about love and what love is and what love means and how do we know if we're in walking in love? How do we know that we're living according to love? And I said a while ago, everybody needs somebody that can go to and talk to and, and just open themselves up I call it uh, bearing your nakedness. I don't mean that literally, but I mean just sharing yourself in such a way that you're just naked. Not physically naked, but you are exposed. You expose yourself to them in such a way that you share even the hidden things in your life. Your hidden thoughts. Your hidden sins. Your hidden demons. But here's the thing. Do you have somebody in your life like that? But but beyond that, are you somebody like that for someone else? Are you the type of person that someone else can come to and bear their souls to you, open themselves up to you, without you judging them, without your arguing with them, without you telling them they're going to hell, without you telling them that they are low down and no good? Are you the kind of person that somebody can come to and that you will help carry their load? Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And here Paul says, let the strong bear the burden of the weak. We should bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. What is the law of Christ? Love your neighbor as yourself. That's not the law that Jesus gave, but it is the law of Christ. And when you understand that Christ is the anointing, Christ is Mashiach, the anointing, that light of God, that spark of God, that spirit of God that's within each of us, that's the law of the spirit. That's the law of the anointing. That's the law of God. Because it was given even in the Torah, in Deuteronomy. So the law of Christ is the law of love and that includes helping one another it includes bearing one another's burden 
It includes helping to restore somebody who may have fallen. You know, there's no such thing as a failure if you get back up. Just because you fall doesn't make you a failure. If that were the case, every one of us are failures because every one of us have fallen, both in the natural and in the spiritual. Every one of us have. I don't care who you are. You might claim, well, I've never fallen. Yeah, you have. You might not want to admit it, and you sure don't want anybody else to know it. But you have, in some form or fashion, in your life, both physically and spiritually, both outwardly and inwardly, we have all fallen at one point or another. And some of us more than once. But if we get back up and if we learn from that, and there's all kinds of things you can learn from falling. One of the things that made Solomon so wise, and yet God blessed him with wisdom, but also wisdom comes through experience. And that's one of the reasons Solomon was so wise, because he wasn't afraid to go out and experience life. And many people look at him and say, oh, well, he just blew his life. No, he was able to write the book of Ecclesiastes because he went out and experienced life. So I ask you again, are you the kind of person that someone could come to and share something that they've done that they're not proud of? Something that they don't want everybody else to know, maybe. You know, nowadays, it's the fad to expose everything about everybody and just exploit it and them to the point that they can't even live their life anymore. That's not God. I don't care what you think. That is not God. That's not how God operates. That's not how Jesus operated. And that's not how love operates. So you might think you're doing the world some good by exploiting somebody else's failure. No, you're not. I don't care what it is. Now, by the same token, somebody that's not willing to own up to their mistakes, then sometimes, yeah, you have to just bring them before the whole body, which may include the world, if they're not willing to own up to their mistakes. But if somebody has owned up to where they've gone and done wrong, where they've slipped and fallen, they've owned up to it, and they're willing to go beyond that thing, to grow beyond that thing, to truly repent, which doesn't just mean to feel sorry for yourself or feel bad about what you did, but it actually means a change of thought which results in a change of direction in your life. If they're really willing to do that, then no, you should not exploit where they fail because it's really not a failure. It's a falling that they grew from and through. So are you the kind of person that somebody can come to and admit where they've fallen, where they've messed up, and you won't just try to exploit and expose them or profit off of their failure, but where you will truly reach out to them, get on your knees with them, both in, in the natural sometimes, but I'm talking about more of an inward thing, get on their level and help lift them up. Because that's what love is. That's, what, that's how love works. You know, when the woman was caught in adultery, well, first of all, she wasn't doing it on her own. It doesn't say she was caught in masturbation. She was caught in adultery. So that means there's two of them at least involved, her and somebody else. They don't say anything about who the other person was. So they were all ready to stone her. Jesus got down, and they, he wrote in the sand. What was he writing? Some people say, well, he was writing down the sins of the, everybody else. Well, that could be. Some people say, well, he was writing down the Ten Commandments and saying 
well, did you did, have y'all been guilty of this? That's a possibility. We don't really know. I think it was probably just that he was writing down the greatest law that it, there ever was. Love your neighbor as yourself. And he was getting on her level and looking at her in the eye, whereas everybody else was looking down on her. And then he said, I don't condemn you. Are you the kind of person that will help restore somebody? Jesus helped restore people. He was at a well in Samaria. Alone, there was a woman there drawing water. He didn't have to talk to her. Really, he shouldn't have talked to her, according to the, the normalcy of the day, the way the world was then, the way his world was then. He wouldn't have talked to her. And then when he did, if he did, he would have condemned her. But he didn't do that either. He talked to her about worship. He talked to her about love. He talked to her about life. And then he sent her out with an apostolic mission to the rest of her city. A woman who had had several husbands and then the one she was living with wasn't even her husband. Jesus was a restorer. Hey, we'll get back into the message and teaching in just a moment, but we wanted to pause for a moment and tell you about some things. Please check out our website, EmergeNashville.org is the main site for the ministry, and we would really appreciate it if you would go there and check it out. You can read about the mission and vision of Emerge Nashville. You can uh, see some areas of impact that we want to make in Middle Tennessee and in the world, and it share some things about the teachings and the beliefs and things. So we'd really appreciate it if you would check that out. Also, if you are on Facebook, please like our page. It's facebook.com slash emerging daily. Please go there and like it. That would be a great help to us. And also, if you would like some of the postings that uh, we do, we sometimes put on there about different podcast episodes, and, and sometimes we will make a sort of a little preview video that shares sometimes the introduction to different episodes of the podcast. And if you would like those and share those, that would really be a big help to us as well. And if you're on Twitter, please follow us at Emerging Daily. It's twitter.com slash Emerging Daily, but the uh, Twitter handle is at Emerging Daily. And if you would follow us on that and sometimes retweet or like some of our postings, that would be awesome. That would help us to get more people following the podcast. Tell your friends, families, co-workers about the podcast. That would be a big help as well. And consider supporting the podcast in the ministry. That would be awesome if you would. You can go to the website, emergingdaily.org, and there are links there to where you can do that. Also, please get on our mailing list. We send out a newsletter. We try to do it at least once a month, but also we'll do some email blasts where we are doing different things. That would be awesome. And also, like I said, please consider supporting the podcast. You can go to the website there, and there are links to uh, our Patreon page where you can donate on a continual basis or just a one-time gift. Anything would be great. It would help us. We are looking for places where we can have uh, worship and teaching times in Lebanon and in Nashville and or points in between. And we're looking for some venues that people would feel comfortable in, not just a churchy type situation, but different music venues or entertainment venues, places where you can come and just be yourself, feel at home, and be comfortable. 
So any kind of monetary support would help us in that way to secure those places. And also, uh, we're looking at trying to get some office space for the ministry. We're going to be having an online bookstore on the website coming soon, where we will have some different books that will really help you in your spiritual journey. So there's a lot of things we're looking to do. We have some different outreaches that we're wanting to begin. And if you were part of our mailing list, you already know about that. If you're not, we'll send some more information about those things. We're wanting to help with an HIV outreach. We're wanting to do some things. It's called Project Do Something, where we try to fill in the gap where other nonprofits and governmental organizations do not help in different ways. We want to try to fill that gap. And we're also wanting to do an outreach to some of the emerging artists that come into the Nashville area. Many times they're coming there looking to start a career and they end up having to eke out a meager living with a minimum wage job or even less if they're having to wait tables or something. And they can't even sometimes afford a place to live. They come to Nashville with big dreams. We don't want to discourage them, but we do want to help them. And we want to also, with that outreach to provide opportunities for them to learn, to hone their skills a little, and also to help them to get their artistry out, to get their music out, or get their their graphic designs or different artistry that they are capable of doing. We want to help them get that out there so that they can begin to make a living using their skills and, and gifts and talents. And then we're also wanting to do an outreach to Haiti. I've been to Haiti. It's the poorest country in this hemisphere. We're wanting to do some things to help them and also to help the LGBTQ community there because they're going through a lot of uh, discrimination and so we want to help them with that as well. So please consider supporting this podcast and this ministry because it will it will be a big help and we'll be able to make a big impact as you do so. And we'll get back into the message here in just a minute. We really appreciate you listening to this podcast. Please share it. Share the link on your Facebook Facebook and on your Twitter and whatever else. We really would appreciate it. Help spread the word about what we're trying to do and about the podcast. Thank you. If you like good old country cooking, then you're going to love Bale's Little Country Kitchen, located at 210 West High Street in Lebanon, right in the heart of Middle Tennessee. Bill's Little Country Kitchen is family-owned and operated and is Lebanon's new favorite place for great country cooking. They have a terrific breakfast and lunch menu as well as awesome specials throughout the week like the Friday night all-you-care-to-eat catfish dinner and fixings and their Saturday morning breakfast bar. And now they've teamed up with We Deliver to bring their super southern food right to your home or office. You can find out more by going to their website, BellsLebanon.com, where you can see their menu and specials and even order delivery. That's BellsLebanon.com, located at 210 West High Street in Lebanon. You're going to love Bell's Little Country Kitchen, Lebanon's new favorite place for great country cooking. Are you the kind of person that will help restore somebody? Jesus helped restore people. He was at a well in Samaria. Alone, there was a woman there drawing water. He didn't have to talk to her. Really, he shouldn't have talked to her, according to the the normalcy of the day, the way the world was then, the way his world was then. He wouldn't have talked to her. 
And then when he did, if he did, he would have condemned her, but he didn't do that either. He talked to her about worship. He talked to her about love. He talked to her about life. And then he sent her out with an apostolic mission to the rest of her city. A woman who had had several husbands and then the one she was living with wasn't even her husband. Jesus was a restorer. Are you the kind of person who will help restore somebody that comes to you broken? Somebody that comes to you, they don't know who else to turn to. Can they turn to you? Will you love them? Will you truly love them as yourself? Considering yourself as though you were in this situation yourself. How would you like someone to deal with you in that situation if it were you? And, you you, you know, I've had many people say, well, I wouldn't be caught in that situation. Well, that's easy to say. Sometimes we find ourselves in, in situations that we never would have ever dreamed we would be in. I know that from experience. And you don't know. You can say all you want what you would do in a situation, but I guarantee you, you do not know what you would do until you're in that situation. And for you to judge someone else doesn't make you better than them. It makes you less than them. Are you the kind of person that someone can come to and share their weaknesses with? Are you somebody that will love them as yourself? Now, this is a deep thing because, as I said in the, in the, in the episode about loving your neighbor as yourself, that's not something we are prone to do. It is in us to do it because love is in us, but we've covered it up with so much other junk that we just, we're not used to walking that way. We're not used to living that way. But it is, it's in us to do it. It's possible to do it, but we have to do it by the Spirit within us, and we can't do it by our natural, soulish part. Our consciousness has to change, people, because we're so used to the way things are now, as I said, about exposing everybody and, and pointing fingers at everybody and wagging our, wagging our heads at them, looking down our noses at them, as though we're so great and special and pretty and beautiful and wonderful. To have friends, you have to be friendly. To be loved, you have to love. So maybe you don't have someone in your life that you can go to like that, but you can be that person for somebody else. And regardless, we can all go to God within us, and He will receive us with open arms. And I say He, I think you know what I mean. I don't see God as a man or a woman either, but I think you understand what I'm saying. Just like the prodigal son. He was willing to at least go and experience life. The other son just stayed there mooching off his daddy. You can say, well, the other son did too because he took his portion of what was due to him. But at least he was going out and willing to experience life on his own as a man or a woman. But he was willing to be his own person. The other son wasn't. And many of us aren't willing to question our own lives. We're not willing to go out on our own, even, even to the point of questioning what we believe on our own. We're so reliant on, on our church. We're so reliant on our denomination. We're so reliant on our pastor. We're so reliant on our mother or our father. What was handed down to us, what was spoon-fed to us. And we're not willing to be our own person. But the prodigal son was, and Solomon was. Some would look down on them and say, well, yeah, but look where they ended up. Solomon ended up in a mess. No, he didn't end up in a mess. He went through some messes. The prodigal son went through something. He found himself, though. 
Solomon did too. And you won't find yourself until you're willing to go out on your own. So when your children are trying to experience life, there needs to be a, a time when you let them and they will fall just like a baby. You can't carry them all their life. It is necessary to fall. It builds strength. It builds character. And those of us who aren't willing to go out and, and experience life on your own, there's going to be a time when you're going to end up on your own and you're not going to know what to do or how to be. And parents, if you're not willing to let your children experience things on their own. You know, we coddle our kids so much today. I remember when I was a kid, my cousin and I, we rode our bicycles all over town. I mean, literally all over town. I walked to school. Now, it wasn't a long walk, but later on it was. I went home. I was there by myself. And guess what? I had supper done when everybody else got there. And I wasn't but in junior high school. Maybe even younger than that. I might have even been younger than that when I started doing that during the summer. But I know my cousin and I rode our bicycles all over town, and we were not even but preteens. He said, well, yeah, but the world today, blah, blah, blah. Oh, there was just as much junk going on then as there is now. There was just more people now. We learned to make our own decisions. And sometimes the decisions we made might not have been the best. And even in my adult life, I've really made some screwed up, and I could say a different word, some fracked up decisions where I found myself in a situation and, and I got caught up in the moment and really fracked up. But I had some people that loved me that was willing to help restore me. Are you that kind of person? Are you that kind of person? And I'm not just talking about for your child. I'm talking about just for somebody that might recognize the fact that you claim to be spiritual. Well, if you're spiritual, you'll restore them. You'll help restore them. And you'll consider yourself. How would I feel if this were me? How would I want people to approach me and deal with me and help restore me if this were me? Are you spiritual? Do you walk in love? Then be that person that somebody you might not ever suspect has tripped if they can come to you and lean on you for a minute and let you help pick them up. You don't know. If you've never been there, you don't know what that's like. To feel like everybody is looking at you and saying, oh, look at you, look at you, look what you've done. Be that person that can help bend down and help pick them up. That is what a being light in the world is. That's what being salt is. That's what being love is. It's not exposing people and pointing fingers at people and exploiting them. It's helping them. It's loving them. It's being a friend. Consider that today. And I pray you do have somebody in your life that you can, that you can go to. But I also pray even more that you're that kind of person that someone else can come to and that you will restore them and you will love them because that's fulfilling the law of Christ. Thanks for listening today and we hope you were stirred to put love into action. Feel free to send your questions or comments to EmergeNashville at gmail.com and please consider donating on our website, EmergeNashville.org or write to Emerge P.O. Box 3242, Lebanon, Tennessee 37088.